The Carmichael Dave Show. He's on the microphone when he's not on the microphone. He's playing a song, and when he's not playing a song, he's on the microphone, and then boom! With Jason Ross. No, he didn't! Yes, he did! Call or text at 916-339-1140. It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross on Sacktown Sports. Final hour of today's show as we're back with you. Jason Ross, Christopher Lodd running the show today. Carmichael Davis off this week. He will be back next week. Baseball is just about back. we got spring training starting later this week. But a lot of things regarding Iberia baseball. I'm not sure how the Giants are going to be this year. But the A's, what is going on with the Oakland A's? And will they stay the Oakland A's? Will they be Vegas, Sacramento? This story is going to continue. We're continuing to follow the developments. And we do so with our friend Casey Pratt from ABC7 down in the Bay Area. Casey, Jason Ross here. Good morning, Casey. How are you? I'm good, Jason. And I, I don't know how the Giants are going to be either, but I can almost assure you the A's will not be good. <laughs> not be good. Uh, maybe they could pick up Pablo Sandoval if he doesn't make the Giants. I don't know. Well, maybe Eric Chavez is available. <laughs> Just bring back some old school A's and see what, see what what make a run at it? I mean, if the Giants can, the A's can, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what's going on? Well, let's, let's start with the... Uh, I guess I'm going to ask it this way, which seems like a silly question, but I'm going to ask, what is John Fisher's current plan, current path? Is it is, is Vegas still clear sales right in his sights, or are we, you know, it seems like there's some offshoots with him sometimes. Yeah, I mean, is, for him, yeah, it's Vegas or bust at this point. Uh, the real concern is where they play after 2024, mm-hmm. which is where Sacramento got pulled into the uh, the carnival a bit. Um <laughs> But, yeah, it's all Vegas. If he can't get Vegas, I think he's going to have to sell. Uh, I've been saying that for a while now, what feels like decades, but it's probably only been a year or two because this thing's just dragged on so long. Um, but, yeah, that's really it. It's Vegas or that's it for okay. him. And I know Joe Lacob's sitting here waiting in the wings, um, and I think that that's kind of the only path for him. But after 2024, they have no home. Yeah. So then you're a nomadic franchise. What happens then? Well, yeah, what happened with the conversations on, I believe it was Thursday, back with Oakland, which I was a little surprised. I'm like, oh, hey, at least some potential talks with maybe a revisiting of 2025 and beyond if if need be. What what went on there? Common sense, it seems <laughs> like. I mean, honestly, because, you know, their TV deal stipulates they have to stay in the Bay Area right. or they lose upwards $70 million a year. So whatever reports come out saying whoever is the front runner really don't mean anything because $70 million is a lot of money and they're not going to walk away from that. So at the point they're at now, yes, we already have a stadium here. We already have our home set up here. We get $70 million to play here. Yeah, we should probably have had these conversations a lot earlier than February, right? <laughs> that's that's the thing that's really confusing is why all of a sudden uh, did they come back to the table when they should have done it a long, long time ago? Because Major League Baseball wants their schedule finalized for 2025 by July, and that's mm-hmm. coming really quick. So they've painted themselves in a corner here. Um, but, yes, they already have a ballpark. They already have their home clubhouse set up there, and they get $70 million to play there. So it makes a whole lot of sense for them to come back to the table in Oakland. But to be very clear to everybody that hasn't followed this very closely, this isn't like we're talking about staying forever. This is just right. three years until their ballpark is presumptively open by 2028. 
Um, in Vegas. Yeah, and if we go down that road, like, it, does that seem like it's it's dead on the on the like? Is there even a chance of them? Because why they would the the financial concerns you talked about, um, but the concerns then of of potentially three and four more years at a stadium that you know is having a tough time drawing people, which we understand completely why. Um, you know, what's the, what are the chances, Casey, you'd say that, that Oakland is still an opportunity for them to play? I'd say it's very high, uh, especially if the politicians bend over backwards for them, which some already are and others wisely are not. Um, but, uh, you know, it's not the stadium either, Jason, as you well know. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's the team. You know, yeah. if you put an exciting product on the field, people will show up to watch it. It's, it's been a team that's been disinvested in for as long as I can remember, I mean, my my first ever sports talk radio hit was with you mm-hmm. right here. Yeah, back in what was that? Probably 2012, and they weren't spending then either. <laughs> they had a good team, uh, a surprisingly good team that came out of nowhere, but it wasn't due to uh, signing free agents. So that's kind of always been the problem, and it remains the problem with the Coliseum. Sure, it's an old stadium. Uh, sure, it's not ideal in a lot of ways compared to new ballparks, but um, you know, being there is a lot easier than losing seventy million dollars a year when you're a guy trying to fund a whole new ballpark project that you can barely even scrape together in the first place. Yeah, do you even remotely believe, Casey, that if this worked somehow and they got to Vegas and Fisher got what he wanted and and all the things somehow it all it all connected, that he would spend more on his team in Las Vegas? He says he will, but I don't believe it. Yeah. Um, they've always said that. They they said that as soon as we get a new ballpark in Oakland, we'll be one of the you know top ten spenders. They said that too when they were trying to sell the ballpark deal here. Um, you know, a lot of people point out that they have a brand new ballpark uh, for his Earthquakes franchise, his MLS franchise, and they're one of the lowest spending teams there as well. And I think until he actually does it, until he actually shows anybody that he's willing to spend on his roster it's impossible to take him for his word. I mean, he hasn't exactly earned that at this point. And and that's kind of the thing is, you know, if you've never, ever, ever, ever invested more than you had to in anything, why should we suddenly believe you're going to do it in a different market when you're now paying for the cost of a $1.5 billion stadium and all these other things? Now you're going to have all this extra money? I don't think so. Yeah, we're talking with Casey Pratt, ABC7, on this Oakland A's situation, their future, their present um, if I kind of go on this on the Oakland side of things, Casey, in your experience on this story of the A's, but if we go back to the Warriors, the not excuse me, not the the Raiders, why do you think Oakland has failed in this part of it? I think Oakland has failed in part because they're not going to let a sports team bilk them out of billion or many many hundreds of millions of dollars. And I think that's pretty much the bottom line. They had put up an offer in Oakland for the A's, for example, for over $400 million in offsite funding and then about $500 million in onsite funding. They had put together a package worth almost a billion dollars that, that John Fisher walked away from. And at some point, you have to draw a line somewhere, especially with a person that isn't going to ever commit. I mean, you're talking a lot of money there that they had put together. You know, each situation, though, is very different, and I get asked this all the time. It seems similar at sports teams leaving the same city, uh, but each situation has a lot of nuance to it. And if you look at the Raiders, they were offered $750 million in public funds to uproot to Las Vegas, which no one's going to say no to. 
Mm-hmm. If you look at the Warriors, frankly, they just wanted to be in San Francisco. They had the territorial rights to San Francisco. If you're Joe Lacob and you're building a brand new arena, you can put it anywhere you want in the Bay Area. You're going to put it in San Francisco. No offense to anybody else. That's just property value is property value, right? And so there weren't a whole lot of things that any of these people could do in these situations. Um, they're all very different. But in the A's situation, they really did fight very, very hard to keep the team and are still fighting to keep the team despite it seeming like they're well on their way to Las Vegas. Now that's a whole other story if they can ever pull it off there, but that's that's the situation at the moment. Yeah, before we get to the Sacramento part of this, I'm going to go back. You mentioned Joe Lacob, uh, obviously the owner of the Warriors. He's been reportedly interested in buying the A's, and I know there's kind of a owner uh, code, one, two, technically the team is not for sale, what other things, or is there, are there things that Joe Lacob is is doing behind the scenes to, you know, see if he can get that team? Aside from just being as vocal as he probably can be, because as you pointed out, you know, you don't want to upset the apple cart, especially when you're trying to get a major league baseball team. And keep in mind, Joe Lacob thought he was going to be buying the A's many years ago before he was denied and it was sold to Lou Wolf, uh, Bud Selig, the commissioner at the time's frat buddy uh, who ended up with the team. Uh, so he knows firsthand what it's like to think you're going to be able to buy something and have it taken away from you. And so he, he knows he can't say too much. So he drops a lot of hints and mentions and things, but he always stipulates by saying, but the team isn't for sale. He is actually friends with John Fisher, the A's owner. And um, at, at the time back in the day, you know, Fisher could have, actually had equity in the Warriors. Like he could have had an ownership stake in the Warriors in the deal that Lacob, you know, would have been proposing and that could still happen. Um, but again, it's just not for sale, but he would be a, a pretty ready to go alternative. He's taken a down and out Oakland sports franchise and turned it into one of the, the biggest money making juggernauts in all the sports. He knows exactly what it takes. And so I think he would be the guy for the job. Uh, it's just a matter of, uh, playing the game that MLB will be putting in front of him. Yeah, the long game there. Okay, how about fans? We always talk about the fans in this. They're the ones that always suffer the most. Um, you, you, everybody feels bad when you're in a helpless situation. What Have you heard any more talks about like fans' course of action? We know they've done boycott nights and different things that I think have been pretty intriguing and gotten national attention. What, what's the fans' course of action kind of going forward if you're an A's and uh, Oakland fan? Yeah, I mean, I would love to say no fan base has ever done anything like what the A's fan base is doing, but Kings fans did it, right? <laughs> they pulled it off. Um, A's fans are doing it, obviously, in a much different way. Obviously, there's you know different things and means at their disposal. Obviously, social media is a big presence when uh, when the Kings relocation thing is happening. But they, the A's fans have really knocked it out of the park. And every time they do something, I look at it and go, ah, we'll see if it works. And then it goes gangbusters. Like, they nail it every single time. So before they had reverse boycotts, which went, which just absolutely went off, on opening day they're going to have a real boycott. where It's not a reverse boycott. It's like, do not show up. If you do show up, hang out in the parking lot. Don't go in the ballpark. And most importantly, and I'm glad you mentioned the fans, because um, this Saturday they're holding a fans fest in Jack London Square. It, it's 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's completely free. They've confirmed all kinds of big-name guests like Coco Crisp, Trevor May, Grant Balfour, to name a few former A's that are going to be there. Uh, the Oakland Roots, the Oakland Soul, the Oakland Ballers, all these people are going to be there. I'm going to be one of the MCs on the stage talking to people. Um, so, yeah, they're doing all kinds of cool stuff. And every time they do something, I'm always amazed at how well it actually goes because it's so hard 
as you know, to pull off something like this. And, and again, I just I can't credit Kings fans enough for actually doing it. I, I think that what Sacramento did is a, is a model for anything that, that people out in Oakland can hope for. And again, I, there can't be, there's no iron. I mean, there, there's got to be strategically planned Jack London Square, right? I mean, that's the site, right? Didn't they want, is that why it was there Saturday, 11 to 4 coming up? If you looked out the window of A's headquarters, you'd be looking down at the crowd of people at Fans Fest. Perfect. So, yeah, it's a great spot. It's just a great spot in general, right on the Oakland waterfront, right next to where the ballpark should be. Yes. Bill. Uh, right outside the A's team offices, and uh, A's, for the record, were invited and declined, and I have spoken to people that work with the organization that absolutely wish they can come and know they can't. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be a whole scene. It's going to be a big event, and these guys always knock it out of the park. They actually had to do this a few years ago, believe it or not, throw their own fans fest hmm. uh, because the A's neglected to do so. As you saw, the Giants are doing a fan fest tour. They even came to Sacramento. Um, the A's just didn't bother. So, so the fans just stepped up and they're throwing one for themselves. And that's basically what's happening right now. I don't know if you know, I'm mean, Casey, if anyone know it, you would be, but you're so dialed into this story. If I'm going back to my memory of the Kings and this saga and you know, the, 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 the noise the fans made and everything that they try to do. And, but really what, what ended up moving the needle was, was the commissioner Stern and, and Kevin Johnson, the mayor. I mean, that's, you have to have all these things pushing in the same direction and you also, you know, you start to get close enough to it and you hear a few other owners, yeah, I think it would be better if Sacramento stayed. And there was a few other people inside the NBA offices kind of pushing. It's like, oh, this is really gaining momentum. Uh, you know, Rob Manfred's not going to do anything publicly, certainly to say that, but are, are you hearing anything, any anywhere, any momentum from anywhere with a higher up amongst owners around the league or even in the uh, commissioner's office of people pushing for the A's? Yeah, you heard even before the unanimous vote that the the Padres owner, he passed away right before the vote, unfortunately, though. But there were reports that he was trying to rally a block to vote against the unanimous relocation of the A's to Las Vegas. Uh, You see Manfred's comments in the press lately at the most recent owners meetings. He described the stadium in Vegas site as adequate. And he expressed frustration in so many words with the timing of all of this because it's starting to really impact whether or not they can put out their 2025 plans. Um, you can tell they're, they're, they're frustrated, but there's only so much they can do until they're really, really just done with this whole process. Um, I think behind the scenes there's a lot more frustration than there is outwardly. When you see the tippy top of the national baseball writers like Jeff Passan and Ken Rosenthal just – just bludgeon the A's Vegas plans and everything that's going on. That sort of tells you something, right? I mean, these are guys that that are dialed in at the highest levels talking to MLB owners. Uh, I don't think these are comments that are made uh, in jest. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of frustration. I think that it's it's got to be coming to a head here. It really does yeah. because, you know, again, July they need their schedule put out. Uh, there's an earnings call tomorrow with Bally's where the owners of the ballpark site in Vegas, uh, they own the Tropicana. Um, they're trying to get new towers built. Like they're trying to t- basically tear down the trop and build a whole new resort there. MGM, which is right across the street and basically surrounding the entire site. They want to do some renovations and get some things built. And the A's are really holding up everything. They're holding up major league baseball schedule. They're holding up any development at the Coliseum side because they own half of it. Uh, they're holding up Bally's plans. They're holding up MGM's plans. And <laughs> these are some very, very powerful people. They are not 
going to let their money be wasted in, in this drag out any longer. So if we then go to 2025, what's being, you know, the, the hang up here, they don't know what's going to go on, but if they have to have a temporary home or not even temporary, if it's, well, I guess it would be if it's Oakland, uh, we've heard San Francisco is sharing maybe with the Giants, certainly Salt Lake and Sacramento. Um, <laughs> I feel like this is this might change daily, but wh- where do you think they might play then in 2025? I still think it's Oakland, uh-huh. um, and it's just that $70 million, yeah. right? This is not an ownership group that's known to be throwing away money <laughs> or even spending it. Uh, they're not walking away from $70 million here. They're just not. So if they can play some games at Oracle Park and salvage that deal, maybe with some compromise, perhaps Sacramento does work. Um, interestingly, you saw the report. It was probably Friday. All these days blended together at this point. But um, saying that Sacramento was the front runner for the A's, um, I have no reason to disbelieve that other than the $70 million. But when that report came out, A's, team sources were adamant with me that that was not coming from them and that that was not their leak and that that information isn't accurate. So uh, I I don't know who to believe anymore, but I I can tell you they were definitely chapped by that report um, because I think that they really need to stay in Oakland to get that, that stadium, um, you know, that 70 million on the TV deal. Plus if they sell their half of the Coliseum land in part of this deal, then all of a sudden they're infused with over a hundred millions of dollars of cash, which is what they're going to need to actually probably secure a loan in Vegas. Because as of now, they don't have the financing lined up for that ballpark in Vegas, and a hundred million dollars would sure help them as a down payment. For sure, you know, and I've seen you know when Sacramento was mentioned, and and even in that story, it's talked about. Well, they'd have to work on negotiations about that seventy million with you know Major League Baseball and NBC Sports Bay Area, but. Casey, the way the way we started this, the way this team is set up, the way they've been set up, the way they've not spent on the team, I mean, it's going to be a, a tough team to follow. I get the feeling, and I don't know this with any with any knowledge, but to me, if I'm NBC Sports Bay Area and I have a team that potentially could leave and I could get out of a deal, I'd be like, go ahead. A, a team like the A's, the way they're playing, they, they've got to be – I don't think they're helping them financially in any way, if you know what I mean. So why would why would they work on negotiations to even pay the A's any to play in Sacramento? Yeah, I'm not sure if you get the ratings reports. I mean, being, you know, Kings affiliate and, you know, the Kings plan NBC Sports California just like the A's do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I worked at and launched NBC Sports California myself. I was there. I was one of the five people that launched it. I was the person that built all the A's pre- and post-game shows from the ground up. Um the ratings aren't good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. And they've only gotten worse because the team's bad and they're not spending any money and they're just completely in the dumps from a public standpoint at this point in time based on how they've handled everything. So if you were paying $70 million a year for that product, yeah, I'm out. Those ratings, you would be itching and jumping at any opportunity you had to get out of it. Yeah. So if the A's came to me and said, oh, well, we might, be playing somewhere else i know it's not in our contract do you think you could make i wouldn't even let him finish the sentence like nope i'm gone because 70 million dollars is a lot of money to broadcast a ratings loser and i'm telling you right now and i i this hurts me to say this i grew up an ace fan Mm -hmm. even when they were at their best in the john fisher years their ratings were abysmal they were nothing compared to the giants ratings 
even when the A's were at their absolute heights in 2012, 13, et cetera, they were still not getting good ratings then. So they're getting really, 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 really poor ratings now, and you're going to itch and jump and, and scratch and claw in any way you can get out of that contract if you're them. Yeah, and I don't know, you know, I'm going to ask you to speculate on this. Let's dream pie in the sky for the A's and A's fans. So let's say somehow there's a complete turnaround, there's a reprieve, they stay in Oakland, they build at Jack London Square like they've talked about, uh, and they start fielding a great team. We're five years, eight years down the line. What kind of fan support? I, I know immediately there'd be a surge, but after that, like staying power, like let's say the team is good, what kind of fan support do you think they'd have in Oakland? I think they'd have great fan support. I really do, because when the A's have been invested in, they've always had good fan support. And I know we have to go pretty far back, unfortunately, uh, to when the A's were last <laughs> invested in. But if you look at the Haas family ownership group, you know, the late 80s, early 90s, the Bash brothers, all that, they they were one of the highest and at one time the highest payroll in baseball. And they were also one of the highest attendances in baseball at the time. People come when you sign players and when you have an exciting product. And if you had a brand new waterfront ballpark, that yeah. would make a big difference. I don't know. I mean, you know, you're in sacks. So you're not far from this. But, like, I remember when the Giants built what is now called Oracle Park. Mm-hmm. I would ride BART to work. And, you know, I'd ride from the East Bay into the city. And all of a sudden, Bart's now filled with nothing but orange and black fans coming from A's territory into Giants territory. And it's because they had that brand new, beautiful waterfront ballpark when compared to what the A's have at the Coliseum. It makes a big difference. And that's also why the A's never wanted to build at the Coliseum site, at least this current group. Because you can't build something that can't compete with the other thing that's in your very same market. Sure. So you have to build something comparable, if not better, than what the Giants had. And that's what Howard Terminal would have been. It would have been right there on the waterfront, looking right across the water at Oracle Park. And I think that you would have had tremendous support, especially from the East Bay. And you've seen what happens when these fans are engaged out here. I mean, they packed a stadium in a reverse boycott game on a Tuesday against the Rays. I mean, it was like out of nowhere. And I'm telling you right now, they said only 27,000 people were there. It was bad because there was another event at Oracle Park, and people were stuck in hours of traffic. I actually just talked to somebody yesterday that was telling me their story, the reverse boycott. He said he didn't even get into the game until the fifth inning because he was stuck on the 880 for two hours. So there's way more people than 27,000 there. And I was there in the parking lot. It was like a sea of humanity. Everyone was wearing the exact same cell shirt. It was impossible to find anybody. It was amazing. So, yes, this fan base went engaged can be an absolute force and keep in mind the giants are doing absolutely nothing to excite anybody at right this point in time. <laughs> yeah very true all right casey last one for you so what's next what should we be watching for those that are you know concerned about this whether sacramento gets involved or not or just the a's in general what's kind of next on the timeline to look for i mean the very next thing i would be keeping an eye on is the bally's earning call tomorrow okay. because if they come out and they say whoa we got all these problems here we're not ready to build anything we're not ready to put out any renderings that'll be a massive massive red flag uh you know the a's had said they'd postpone their renderings because they're waiting on bally's shortly after that in an article bally's had said they were waiting on the a's uh, it's not going well and so i think that with these publicly traded companies they can't hide a lot of these things. They have to put them all out there in these earning calls and answer the questions in real fashion because it's for the investors. And we're going to get some truth tomorrow. That's the very next thing. After that, the A's by the summer need to have a 
situation solved for their 2025 season, whether that's in Oakland, Sacramento, Salt Lake City, doesn't look like Vegas, maybe some games at Oracle Park. They have to have an answer by July. So that's probably the next most important milestone. Uh, There is a big league weekend in March in Vegas, and they initially said they were going to put out the renderings there after they postponed them yet again. Um, If they don't put out anything by big league weekend in March, uh, this thing's probably not happening. Wow. All right. Well, we know we're going to check in with you constantly on this. You're right on the scene all the time. Casey, thank you so much, as always, for joining us, and I know we'll be talking to you soon. For sure. Call me anytime. I know it's a circus. I'm doing my best to keep track of all of it. (laughs) You're doing great. We appreciate it. Thank you, Casey. I have a good one, Jason. All right, you too. That's Casey Pratt. I mean, again, this thing is so fluid, constantly changing. And, I mean, that first call that he's talking about tomorrow, we definitely have to pay attention to that. When we find some news on that, we'll let you know. But the next part, I mean, just little things like that. Having the schedule set for 2025, yeah, they, they do that usually by the summertime. That's very interesting. He said, like, it's done. Like, yeah. And so I feel like this thing has changed some momentum. Now, it could, if the plan is still in place, it could all still line up. And I felt differently than Dave. I think you were closer to Dave's feeling on this too, Chris, about Sacramento. Like, look, I'm not wanting them to come to Sacramento. I would want them to come if it's done. Like, if they can't save Oakland and if they're ultimately going to Vegas – that's my thought. But I think Dave took it as, I'm not trying to support Fisher. I'm not either. That's not my intent. But it'd be like, hey, if they were going somewhere, why not here? We'd have a couple years. I didn't look at it the way Dave did, where he's like, yeah, if they're going to stink and have three years of Sacramento across their jersey, I took it as, yeah, they might stink here, but it's still a chance to see Major League Baseball in our town. I think that would be pretty and cool. I'm more of the opinion of, I don't want Fisher anywhere near Sacramento. <laughs> I totally understand that i mean it's not like i'm trying to champion hey go support him no it's hey if there's other teams and it's baseball right here i would enjoy that it's more of my thinking is him coming to our town is going to screw sacramento (laughs) in some way shape or form it is cooties away (laughs) well hey i still hope there's an opportunity for oakland i know what it was like casey said we all do we if you live through the king saga that was as tough of a time has ever had professionally it's just that was a that was tough to go through the team was saved it may have been a miracle but miracles do happen and i'm still hoping for that for oakland and for the a's and for uh fans of of that team and i mean i want them to stay that's the best outcome possible um to me the worst would be them ultimately getting to vegas i don't personally think they would get another team i just don't um i think it's tough to get a team back in your area it has happened i just don't think it would happen uh, for Oakland, but let's keep them in Oakland if they can. We're rooting for that. Thanks again to Casey Pratt for joining us. Um, still to come, we got crosstalk with Styles and Watkins, and we got some great news to tell you about when we come back. We've got that for you straight ahead. with the best in local sports. They just make it interesting, you know? It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. On Sacktown Sports. Normally on this segment of the show, we talk about what to watch, what you should be following or listening to or watching tonight in sports. It's obviously a little bit of a quiet time on the court. Uh, Certainly the football field just ended with the Super Bowl a a week plus ago. Um, Major League Baseball, by the way, spring training. I think there's some games starting Thursday, I want to say. So it's coming up. 
I've never been uh, that into watching spring training games at all. Chris, have you been to spring training before? No. No? You've never been to spring training? No. Okay. It's pretty fun. I know people make trips to go to either Florida or Arizona and check out. You can watch a bunch of teams, different stadiums. I mean, that that trip's pretty cool, I have to admit, but it's um, you got to like baseball, maybe getting out and about, especially for, you know, for the most part. I know we've had some some rain and, you know, we haven't had a winter compared to you know, other parts of the country, but baseball, like opening day is kind of signified like the start of spring and the, the weather turning and a, and a new season basically for everybody here. You know, for the most part, we got pretty good weather a lot of the year, but uh, baseball will be here before you know it with spring training. NBA games will begin later this week with the Kings and the Spurs. And the good news I was telling about going to break <laughs> as Victor Webinyama will have his first appearance at Golden One Center after he dodged the Kings in the... Uh, California Classic. I agree. A little preview for my uh, random uh, three in the key. Oh. Monk is going to dunk right on top of him. You think so? Mm -hmm. You think he's going to get him? Oh, yeah. I know he'll try. Definitely. That's that's the best part of Malik Monk. He won't be afraid of any of that. Maybe we should start putting out there like, yeah, Monk's a great dunker, but... He can't do that against Webinyama, right? Yeah, just keep telling him and just keep putting it out there. And social media will say, hey, I'm hearing they're saying you can't dunk on Webinyama. And if you did, it would be a three. But I can't dunk. <laughs> Let's challenge Malik. Um, Yeah, Malik would probably have the best dunk on him. De'Aaron, if he went for it, would be a great one. Um. Yeah, let's see it. Let's see it happen on Thursday. I'm, now I'm in for that. That's what to watch. I was telling going to the break, though, the good news of the weekend to me, I was following this story and I know uh, Jody Bacon who used to work here was kind of tracking this and helping a lot of people. Or if you're just following the, the Pollards themselves, but Scott Pollard finally got that new heart. He was, uh, he was in a tough situation needing that heart transplant, but he's now starting his recovery. I think that was pretty awesome news. Yeah. He's walking already. I can't believe that. Cause sometimes, I mean, yeah, you just don't know how quickly you can recover and be up and functioning, but yeah, he's, he's up and on the move and, um, you know, obviously this was a, a, either a situation, a tragedy. I don't know what happened to the person um, that lost their life, but uh, Scott Pollard was basically in a spot where if he didn't get a new heart, he was uh, probably not going to make it. And now he, uh, excuse me, starts the next part of his journey on on his recovery and rehab. But to me, that was that was great news to hear, to see, to watch the family kind of go through that in uh, – that, that's certainly a challenge and a trying time uh, for anybody that's had to go through anything remotely close to that. It really impacts those that are going through it, but the family, the loved ones, and uh, so many heroes in that, but the doctors and nurses that uh, – um, and the nurses are taking so much care of them. I mean, they do a lot of the work. The doctors obviously get a lot of the praise, but they uh, all of it takes everybody. It takes an entire team, and uh, that was great to see. And that's kind of – that's one of those things I don't mind following on social media to see that recovery and just his process. And, uh, you know, knowing Scott Pollard a little bit, I know that it was great. Uh, there was a card going around the arena the other day to send to him. Hopefully he's gotten that from some some working with the Kings and around the NBA. But he's probably going to have a good sense of humor about it. That's just the way uh, Scott Pollard is. So awesome to watch that. That's something to to continue to follow. The other thing is now, I don't know, Chris, are you in any series or shows? or is, I mean, we're kind of in a in a light time right now for sports. What have I been watching? I just concluded yesterday. I know it aired. I think the last one, the last True Detective, this new season, uh, was Sunday. I hadn't been. Wa- I watched the first one. That was what McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. 
I watched that one. I didn't see season two or season three. Tom is a flat circle. Yes. Uh, but now I'm watching um, season four and did okay. finish it. It was, it's a, it's a little bit of a, of a kind of a sci-fi mystery thriller to it. But yeah, it was good. Kirby enthusiasm is back. Yes. This is the, they say the final season. Yeah. Who okay. knows? Yeah. And how <laughs> The other part about this that that's confusing me is that like what a traditional TV season I think over the air has been like twenty two episodes. So now it's like oh a season oh it's four shows or nine. Or I think 12. that's like a lot of shows now. Yeah, Kirby is so like what's the season of Kirby or enthusiasm like, in general? Like ten? Ten to twelve? Okay. What's do you know when it started? I don't. Two thousand. No. Yes. Seriously? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was like two thousand. I mean, honestly, if you asked me to give a guess, that'd have been like two thousand ten. 12 maybe 2000? oh no way before then like yeah i was and is it going every like have they had a season every year no there was i want to say after season 10 they had to draw a break there was like a two to three year okay. break i like larry david and it, it's it's him being him october right? 15th 2000 wow and you know i haven't i've seen clips there's clips of him that, that show post i've never seen the show i know i would like it i think but is it basically him like in his yeah, and just like weird things that he observes. To him. Yeah, it, like, I mean, it's Seinfeld, but with him. Yeah, right. And, when people but, say like it's like Seinfeld, it's literally just like Seinfeld. There's but also like in a an season, angry way or what? Not angry. He's just got a, a yeah, angry about. Yeah, him. it's yeah. like if George. Yeah, was if it was based around George, but there <laughs> was a season where they brought everyone back together to redo the season finale, mm-hmm. to where they basically have an episode of Seinfeld. On the show, yeah, yeah. Um, who else is in the show? Like, are there main, or does he have a revolving? Like, is there a main thread person? Jeff Garland is in it. He plays his uh, agent. Okay. Um, Ted Danson has become a regular on it. He plays his ex-wife's boyfriend. Oh gosh. Okay. (laughs) Is Uh, his ex-wife on the show? Uh, it's not his actual. It's Cheryl Hines plays his ex-wife. Oh, she's been on that for a while. Yeah, she's played. Yeah, she's his wife. Okay, so she's been on for years. Okay. Um. Yeah, I've seen that. That's I. Um. It, it did start. Or do they release them all at once, or is it new episodes? It's new episodes every okay. week. So on that, do you wait or do you watch them? Do you wait for it to finish so you can watch them all? I like, watch them as they, they come happen. out. Yeah. yeah, that's what we did with True Detective. Sometimes I wait for the entire. Se- that's the different thing. If like you have a shorter series, that's oh the new one's out and it's six episodes. I'll wait for them all. Oh, now that I'm thinking about, it, did you ever get into uh, Ted Lasso? I still haven't. Man. Still haven't. I know. You of all people <laughs> would really love Ted There's Lasso. There's the two shows I said that you would like. They are meant for you. Ted Lasso and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I did see a few episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and liked it. Um, I know other people told me about Community and... Um, Community, you could watch the first three seasons. Parks and Rec. <laughs> and then I, I think I told you this. I was somewhere going, somewhere on a flight... And they had some episodes of Community on, and I I was laughing out like my body was shaking because I'm trying not to laugh out loud on the plane. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, uh, Parks and Rec. You've shown me clips, and what you've shown me, I've laughed at. Same with Brooklyn Nine Nine. I've seen a few episodes of that. I like that. How many seasons of that were there? Nine. Was there that many? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, it was a good show too. I gotta I gotta catch up on these things. Maybe that's what I'll do over the next couple of days. Probably. No, you won't. Probably not. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we're going to visit with uh, Styles and Watkins, see what's coming up on their show. Also, quiz them and Chris on Celebrity Birthdays, the latest edition brought to you by our friends at Crumble Cookies. 
We'll do that when we return here on Sacktown Sports. It's time for the news of the day. The latest headlines, the biggest stories, hard-hitting analysis. Yeah, this is none of those things. And now, here's Carmichael Dave and Jason Ross. Yeah. 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 Come on. Come on. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Was it a great weekend? Yeah, three days. Yes. You know what's yeah. a three-day weekend? What's that? Four. Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I was ready to come back. better, whatever Dave's doing. Yeah, yeah. he's off this week. Yeah. Horses and bright lights. Was he on a, what? Was he on a horse and carriage or something? I think so. He's in New York and then D.C. <laughs> with the fam. Um, yeah, what was your guys? You guys have a good weekend? Three days off? Yes. So basically, you know, it was right out of a movie. Wake up yesterday, ready to enjoy my day off and... You know, our our care was supposed to come as normal, and I was going to get the day because my wife had to work. Care ends up being sick, so it just was daddy daycare all day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had to take the cats <laughs> straight out of a movie out of a because movie. she had <laughs> yeah. wife had meetings all day, right? And then I had to after I was dealing with baby girl, the cats had a vet appointment, so I had to take both cats myself to the vet appointment. That's a terrible movie. I would, yeah. I would have rather, I, you know, it was a great time. Don't get me wrong, a lot of quality time. That's why you're excited to be back. At work. I, I, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. And besides that, it was great. Chris, did you have a movie weekend? I did not have a movie weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah, did a lot of shopping yesterday. Um, Grocery or no? Uh, just house shopping, getting, getting a room together and stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, besides that, not much of anything. I can't when it rains, I shut down completely. So I'm, I'm, I'm tired completely of useless. Tired I mean, of rain. What are we yeah. what are we paying for here? Yeah. At some right? point somebody's like the, the, we're going to get to a point in human existence where somebody's going to try and affect the weather. Like that's going to be Elon's next task yeah. is he's going to try and change the weather. You, Sunny and warm. You know, they were I don't know what week it is where there's officially no sports and that's supposed to be such a bad week. Mm-hmm. I think it's I don't know if it's closer to it's it's in the fall or something like that. But this is the worst week, right? Yeah. This is the worst week. Summer sucks. This is but but this but this was bad because there's nothing. There's yeah, the we're only stuff. one re- week removed from the Super Bowl, and it feels like that was eight years ago. It yeah. does feel like it was. Yeah, um, and then we have to wait. Like, oh, the NBA is here Thursday, but you still have to get really to Friday to get yeah. react. To That's Thursday. right. It's yeah. a it's a pretty rough stretch. Here. Yeah, but we're all going to fix the All Star game, right? Apparently. Oh like, yeah, everybody's got answers. That's what I was saying today. Like, what do we want? Well, I want them to compete, but don't get hurt. Yeah, I, uh, I, I want them to score, but not too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get everybody in the dunk contest. Well, no, but let's get some other like. We don't know what we want. I honestly don't care about the game. Yeah. It's like the Saturday. I have a much bigger issue with. Mm-hmm. Like Saturday, oh, we issue. can we can fix Saturday. What Sunday's needs to be fixed? Done. Stop doing so much. Oh, too much. Way too much. Like, why is there like four rounds in the Rising Star? Like, or whatever. Like, I, yeah. it's just way too convoluted. Just go play basketball. Go do. Just just keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple. It's a great I, game. I think I got it figured out. Do you know how we fix everything? Huh. Bring back jock jams. <laughs> Not jock jams. What was it? Rock and jock. Rock and jock. The ten point shot. Yeah, yeah. Was there anybody any good in that? I don't know, but I did watch it. I remember watching that. Rich Richmond was on. Uh, was on it once. Okay, I remember that. 
The celebrity game was trash? So bad. Again, doing too much. They have like a four-point line. They have like two minutes where if the coach hits a button, it's like ruffles crunch yeah. time. All <laughs> the points are we're, doubled. We're, we're double. There's spots on the I LED the over, floor so I would where enjoy. like <laughs> Shannon's face, if you shoot it on Shannon or Stephen A's face, yeah. it's worth Ew. four points. Yeah. I like that. It's No, it's terrible. <laughs> I it was, didn't mind. And also, none of them knew the rules. Right. Like, no, they were playing the game. They were just Did had circles the and they were like complete. I, there I, were, you and, know, uh, Kai Sinat, one of the biggest streamers, or he just won again for biggest streamer. He didn't get enough time, right, to play. I think one thing with the Celebrity All-Star game, they need to start separating it because what it's turning into, and and the way I'm talking now, I care much more about the Celebrity All-Star game than the actual game on Sunday. 100%. They need to just separate this thing and make it, because they they did this back in the 90s, Jason, when they had Dion, Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds, Michael Irvin do a slam dunk competition. Do two games because of all the all the crazy stuff you're doing anyway, do an athlete game yes. and then do a celebrity all-star game. Because all it turns into is C.J. Stroud and, and Michael Nakua Parsons and Michael... running. Like, Michael Parsons not is even 6'3", 250, running into Kai Sinat and, like, you know, I don't just know, J-Pop stars and stuff. Yeah, I'm like, this is... Yeah. Like, we just, can't I, have this. She, she was set at two, but I stayed away. Two points. I don't, I don't think she hit. I don't think she got in. I, don't, I literally you're, don't know. You're uh, engaging in these opportunities? Of course I was. And I hit on Sunday. Okay. I hit, I, I, the over? I hit a, I hit a little bit on, <laughs> on, Luca missing on, on Saturday. And then I hit the Steph six and a half under threes. I, I said there's no way oh, he's making super, seven I mean threes. in the All-Star game? Yeah. Okay. I had a great weekend. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. And you have nothing to work on tonight or tomorrow. That's what I'm saying. Spring training is only two days away. I know. That's what they keep saying. Yes. I know. Uh, today is National Comfy Day. What's Comfy Day for you guys? Sweats? Sweats for sure. In the house? TV. Couch? Yeah. People still wear Bing, pajamas. Bing. What do you mean, out or at home? At home. Because people wear them out too much for my life. Yeah. <laughs> because, uh, you know, yeah, I've yeah. had, I, I, I was done it's, with pajamas after. It's just like basketball yeah. shorts. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Basketball shorts, Comfy. big shirt, yeah. big sweatshirt. Comfy. Not really like. The significant others buy you. I have, I have. I have some pajamas because yeah. she bought them. Yeah, I have some pajamas. But you don't wear them. Not that often. If anything, just I like a pajama. like a Not together. You don't wear the yes. full yes. Like a, You'll the, wear yes. a pants if you yes. need it. But I'd prefer to be in shorts. What about the matching pajamas on Christmas? Ever did that? Uh, we've done, we actually did that for a couple years as a New Year's thing. Like, hey, okay. we, like New Year's, we're just in all day and wear, like, we got new pajamas and the whole family's wearing pajamas. I think, I think I, we've done that I think I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, national, what else do we have? Eh, muffin day? Blueberry, warm with a little bit of butter. Mm. Yeah. Banana. Sure. Banana walnut. No. Yeah. Okay. Chris, really not a muffin indulge. guy. I just don't really indulge. Yeah. Chocolate chips are fun, but <laughs> they're fun. Yeah, like they're. Fun. What's coming up on the show today? Lots of stuff. Like you said, we're gonna fix the All Star game. Perfect. Fix, fix a lot the All Star game. Celebrity game, apparently. Celebrity too. game. We're yeah. gonna spend most of our time yeah. on fixing celebrity. Sabrina game. and Steph was good. It was great. That was outstanding. That was if anybody missed our. Yeah, yes. well, and we will get into, we'll get that, into that too. That. If yeah. anybody missed our interview with Tory Smith, Super Bowl mm-hmm. wide receiver, last week we're playing a clip of that as he calls Brandon Ayuk a top ten Ooh. wide receiver. Who's more important to the Niners, Debo or Ayuk? Interesting. Okay, that's all coming up. But how about celebrity birthdays? That's coming up right now. Brought to you by our friends at Crumble Cookies. Birthdays are meant to be spent with family and friends, and nothing brings family and friends together better than Crumble Cookies. All right, guys, on this February 20th, happy birthday to Olivia Rodrigo. Okay, wait. Wait. Sometimes I get her confused with Dua Lipa. 
They are not the same. same. Dua Lipa is Chris's age. Uh, Olivia is the younger one. So I'm going to say she's 22. Okay. I'm going to say she's 24. I'll take 25. Mm-hmm. No exact answer, but Alan is close as yeah. 21. Told you. Wow. Olivia Rodrigo. Happy birthday to Rihanna. Now, this is Rihanna. a crazy 35. I'll say 33. I'm going to say 34. No correct answer. Yet again, Alan is the closest. 36. Wow. Really? I, I literally, never, I when I went like, I was going to say six. Yeah, I heard it. I was like, oh, he's going to get it right. Happy birthday to Miles Teller. Whiplash. Whiplash. Maverick. Yes. Um, War Dogs. I, War Dogs, yeah. He's an interesting one. I don't know. It's, it might be my age. Yeah. I'll say 34. I'll say 36. 37. Oh, we have a correct answer, and it belongs to Christopher Lodd. Oh, 37. Really? Miles Teller. Wow, that's good. Does. Happy like birthday, child. Trevor Noah. Oh, ah. that's another tough one. We got to go He did great at the Grammys. Right? So I thought he was good. He yeah, did, I thought yeah. he was good. He's very entertaining, funny. It's a tough gig. Yeah, I kept the show moving. Show, but, like, yeah. yeah, I thought he was smooth. I'm going to go older. Then I want to. I'm going to say 42. 42. I'm going to go 42. I'll say 38. You I'll can have two 42s 43. if you want. 43. We have no correct answer. We have a tie. Split the difference between you two. He's 40. Mm, That's okay. a big one today. Yeah. Congrats. Happy birthday to Charles Barkley. Jeez. Chuck is, we'll say... 60, uh, 65. 63. 64. We don't have a correct answer. Uh, Alan is the closest. 61 for Charles Barkley. That's a look great. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, supermodel Cindy Crawford? Happy uh, birthday to Cindy Crawford. Love her infomercials. That's when yeah. you know you stayed up too late. Yes. <laughs> oh, because of I'm the infomercials, I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say 57. 57. That sounds right. 59. Okay. 61. Okay. We have a tie again. No correct answer. 58. Split mm. the difference between Verlad and, mm. and Alan. Happy birthday to Stefan Marber. Oh, oh, Starberry. <laughs> Starberry. Ever had a pair of Starberries? Did I did. No, were they affordable? Did he make them affordable? They were, yeah, they were like 20 And they bucks. were actually affordable. Yeah. Not, not nowadays. But were they okay? I never had them. Oh. But I, did. I just like to talk I about said them. I had them. Oh. Chris had them. Any good? Yeah, they're fine. Okay. And then he balled out. Was it in? Was it China? I yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. He was huge. Hmm. Hmm. I'll say uh, Starberry's forty-seven. I was gonna go forty-six, so I'll stay yeah. there. Forty-four. Oh, we have a correct answer. Forty-seven. Come on, Chris Watkins. Also, doesn't look great. <laughs> <Nice>. Happy birthday! <laughs> I forgot to do it this way to Justin Timberlake. Morno. Bieber. Trudeau. Verlander. Ah. Mmm. Mm. I think he might be the... Is he the big 4-0? 4-0. 40. 4-0. Okay, big one. He's the big 4-0 last year. 41. I'm going to say 42. Oh, 40, 41, 42. We have a correct answer. It's Chris Verlade. 41. How did you know that? <laughs> Happy big, big Verlander guy. Birthday okay, a- James. Matthews. <laughs> Edwards Almos. <laughs> Franco's Michael Mack. James Michael Mack. <laughs> <Yeah. Mack. laughs> um, James, former King James Johnson. 
Uh, One of the oh. very few kings that made the G-Man mad. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Don't make the G-Man <laughs> angry. Or Sonic's had in the locker room, and G-Man was ticked. Yeah. Ticked. What a guy. I guess he's like a Taekwondo. A yeah. so, performance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had a great game winner against the Knicks. You remember he did. That? Yeah. I do remember the most, that. The, probably the worst game winner I think oh, I've ever seen. Oh, it took like seen. 18 tries to yeah. get even a, a one look and then like was 10 passes around. Yeah, it's just yeah. terrible. Just horrible. Yeah. Nothing like that. Um... James Johnson. James Johnson. He just got signed by the Pacers. We'll say 37. Just got signed by the Pacers. Well, 35. 38. We have a correct answer. Chris Watkins, oh, 37. You know you're James big Johnson. Big James Johnson guy. All right, that's it. That's it for us. Thanks to Carmichael Dave checking in early. Thanks, we, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dave. He might check in on your show. He probably will on the YouTube. Oh, thank you, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> thank you to Casey Pratt. Also to Frankie Cardicelli. Uh, that's it for us. We're back tomorrow, but stick it right here because Styles and Watkins coming your way next right here on Sackdown Sports.